everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. Today's episode is a Kelly O solo show, so it's just me. And I'm going to be talking to you guys today about a subtopic, if you will, underneath the main topic of motivation. Now you guys have heard me speak recently on social. I wrote a post about this, uh, about motivation, how to get motivated and stay motivated on my blog over at kellyalexa.com. Make sure you head on over there and subscribe. But I, it's really come up recently. First of all, let me clarify and say this again. This is truly one of the top three topics that people will reach out to me for and have been reaching out to me for, for probably the last 10 years since I've been very active on social, um, on my blog, on social media, YouTube, et cetera. And it's motivation. It's people, men and women who will write in and ask and say, I want this. I want to lose weight, build some muscle, get toned, get my body back after baby, fix my hormones. I I just can't seem to motivate myself or I just can't seem to get motivated. I want to work out. I, I enjoy cardio. I enjoy running, but I just, I can't seem to motivate myself to get up early can't seem to motivate myself to do this. I just, I'm not motivated. I hear different variations of these themes all the time. And so it's made me realize that this is something that needs to be talked about more regularly. So I'm going to do some shows here on the podcast. I'm also going to be addressing this in greater detail and with interaction with some of my fans, answering their specific questions and dealing with some of their specific scenarios on my new Patreon channel um, that's going to be launching. I had somebody tell me about this amazing platform um, the past couple of weeks, and I checked it out. And once I understood what you can do there, it's pretty awesome. Because sometimes you guys have been tuning into me for a while here on the podcast. If you've been following me as well on social, you know that I have no problem answering questions, being very thorough, and having a lot to say. However, sometimes it's not always the best forum to do really, really, really 
long discussions um, on these topics, particularly when they come up on a regular basis. In other words, like Instagram stories is not the greatest place for me to talk in detail about motivation. Otherwise, people would have to tap through, you know, 1700 stories. Um, Sometimes YouTube can be great for that. But again, um, YouTube videos, my fans tend to like, I don't know, 15 to 25 minute videos at the most. Some of these topics can be something that people want to know a lot more about or or will share. They want to share specifically something from their lives. So just know um, I am going to be launching that Patreon channel for Kelly Alexa uh, next week. And I will make sure that I link up to that in the show notes over at kellyalexa.com. You'll be able to link right on over uh, to my Patreon channel and uh, become a patron if you desire and you want some more in-depth discussion on some of these topics. Um, But for today, what I'm going to talk about is the concept of negative reinforcement or negative incentive, however you want to call it, whether you want to call it reinforcement or incentive. I tend to think incentive makes it make more sense negative incentives and positive incentives that will motivate you. Okay. So we're talking about motivation, how to get motivated and stay motivated in your fitness journey. And I'm going to share specifically today how negative reinforcement or negative incentives and positive reinforcement and positive incentives work for me. Now, first, let me define um, and just before I start defining what I call negative reinforcement, positive reinforcement, and how they, for me, both work together, let me just say again, um, and I will link up to this blog post that I did on motivation. To me, the most misunderstood thing about motivation is that it's inherent within us. You know, the people who say, I can't get motivated, I'm just not motivated, they think that they're missing something in their DNA that everybody else has, or that fit people have, or that people who have lost weight have. That's nothing could be further from the truth. Motivation is, first of all, it's it's kind of like DNA for each one of us. It's unique to each one of us. What's going to motivate us and compel us to do the activity and stay consistent is different. But ultimately, what is true and universal for all of us is that it has to come from within us. We are the only person, thing, that can motivate ourselves. Don't make it something that is outside of yourself. Don't label motivation as something that you know, you can go get a shot for. Give me a shot and I'm motivated. Give me a pill and I'm motivated. Um, Let me read this book and I'll be motivated. Let me be born to this family and I'll naturally be motivated because they're all fit and healthy. It just, it doesn't work that way. The bottom line is all of us, as we get older and age, and I mean, I'm talking about like, come on, once your hormones start changing past the age of 20, things start changing in your body. Now, some people we don't start to see our hormones really start to, and I'm using air quotes here, work against us until maybe 30s or 40s. But we are starting to see a lot more women and men experience hormonal change and and difficulty losing weight and all of that stuff at a younger age, okay? So you've got to understand that if you want to start doing the work to get to your optimal health and wellness. If you want to start and stay on a fitness journey and and reach your goal, then this concept of motivation, you've got to understand it 
in, in a different way. Stop thinking that it's just something you don't have. If you want to make this happen, you know what? That very wish, that's your motivation. That's your starting motivation. And then motivation, you know, in the in the coming weeks after you've made the decision to lose weight, um, get fit, you know, run a marathon, whatever it is, it, it's a continued effort to motivate yourself. It's nobody else's job to motivate you. And it's not something you can purchase. It's something that you cultivate. Okay, so let me say that again. This is not something that's outside of you. It's not something you can purchase. It is something that you and you alone need to cultivate for yourself. But the good thing is there's so many different ways to do it. And for all of you that have been following me for a long time and think, oh my God, Kelly's just naturally motivated. She has so much energy. She's so positive. Yeah, I do. But let me tell you how many times I have hit the wall. I have had every health problem on the planet. Um, you guys have heard that. I mean, I've got massive hormonal imbalance. I've got Hashimoto's. I've had adrenal fatigue, adrenal burnout. And many of these things, as I say them to you, you know, I look back and they're a result of some really bad decisions. You know, I reached adrenal burnout because of my bad choices of being a workaholic and overtraining and, you know, not making myself a priority. So just just know this, like you can do everything I'm saying. I am not special. I just have made a decision to focus on the right things and sometimes to, I'm trying to think of the best word here to describe it. We all get off track. We all get focused on the wrong things and you just need to redirect, kind of bring your, you know, think of, think of a kid, a, a child who's, who's sitting in front of you and they're, you, maybe you're teaching them to ride a bike and they keep getting distracted by the other kids that are already knowing how to ride their bike. So you're, you're in the, in the cul-de-sac, right? And you're trying to teach this kid how to ride the bike. And the kids on the bike and every time the older kids in the neighborhood who, who already know how to ride their bikes drive through the cul-de-sac, the child that you're trying to show how to ride this bike starts looking at them, glancing, looking away, and they fall off their bike. And you have to kind of say to them, and maybe you physically put your hand on their head and go, look down. I need you to, I need you to focus here. This is what I need you to look at. Look at the bike. Look here. Stop looking at them. Same thing we need to do with ourselves when we get off track, when we get down, when we get discouraged. This is what I'm talking about today. This this is ultimately what the big picture of motivation is. It's getting, you know, just like that person in the story I just told you is, is doing that to the kid, you know, kind of redirecting their gaze to the, the topic at hand, learning to ride the bike, not looking at what the other kids are doing. You're doing this same thing in your fitness journey. Okay, you're redirecting your brain to focus on the things that are going to make you go, that's right, time to get on the bike. That's right, I'm not going to eat this seventh brownie or I'm not going to eat this first, first brownie. So we've talked about motivation. We've talked about the fact that if you want to be motivated, there's only one person that's, that's going to help you do that and that's you. Okay, so it's in your hands, it's your responsibility and that should make you happy because anything that is your responsibility that only you can do, guess what? You can do it, okay? Legions of people before you have done it. If you look at any fit person, don't think that they were just born that way. Trust me. I've said this before on, on podcasts here be over, gosh, the past two and a half years. 
I have hung around. I have had the wonderful opportunity to hang around some of, you know, the top celebrity trainer, fitness trainers in the industry, top dietitians, nutritionists, doctors. Trust me when I tell you that no one is naturally perfect eating tofu and salads and never drinking alcohol and never having an Oreo or a Pop-Tart their whole life or never going out to McDonald's. Like nobody is that way. Nobody has ever had a life where they've never fallen off the wagon. Nobody has had a time where they're not out to lunch and they're, you know, thinking, I still remember one of the times I had lunch with Kathy Friedrich, um, who is, you know, one of my um, fitness, you know, I have such a major fitness girl crush on her, but she's like my, one of my fitness idols, if you will. And I sat down to have lunch with her and I remember her ordering a chicken Caesar salad with dressing on the side and she had like unsweetened iced tea to drink. And I don't know, I guess, I don't know what I was expecting. She's so buff. She's so in shape. She's had three kids. She's this tiny little thing. And she's put out, I mean, she's put out workout DVDs for the past 25 years. And she's just in, she has just the most enviable, wonderful physique amazing, beautiful woman. And I'm sitting across from her and I'm like, you're, I I don't, I guess I, part of me was thinking about her, maybe the way some of you think about fit people or people who are fitter than you, slimmer than you ahead of where you are in your fitness journey. You look at them and you think they probably don't even have to try. They probably don't even have to diet. There are people who think this. And I remember sitting down from at the table across from Kathy Friedrich, I'm like, you're ordering a salad? Really? And she's like, I have to diet to stay in shape. I don't know if she necessarily said diet, but ultimately what she indicated was like, I watch what I eat. Um, if I want to be in this shape at this age, you know, not only do I have to keep working out and drinking my water, but you know, I can't just, so that really goes back to this idea too of motivation. Everybody has to keep themselves motivated. Everybody, when you sit down at a great restaurant and this is even after, so here's the deal, like losing weight is part one, getting to your weight, weight loss goal. That's part one. After that, the work doesn't stop. Then you have to maintain that weight and and any trainer or nutritionist or somebody who's experienced at it will tell you that the maintenance is sometimes equally, if not harder than losing the weight. Because you've gotten there and sometimes it's very easy to get cocky and fall off the wagon. So motivation is a lifelong thing. The more that you can get yourself to understand your behaviors and figure out how to continually motivate yourself, and believe me, you can, you're going to win. I have gotten better and better at figuring out how to motivate myself, how to pick myself up off the ground when I'm depressed, when I want to throw in the towel, when I'm angry. I just like anything, the more that you flex a muscle, the easier it becomes. The more that you work that muscle, the stronger it becomes. I am faster now. I just did it this morning when I was taking a little selfie to put on Instagram. I didn't like how I looked. And even though just prior to taking that photo on Instagram, I shared this in the Instagram story, even though just prior to taking that photo, I remember saying to myself, like, wow, my sports bra is so much looser today. My, this top last time I wore it, it was tighter. And then I go to take a photo and I didn't like how the photo made me look. And all I started going down that rabbit hole of, 
I, oh, this must be because I had extra taco salad last night. This must be because Steve and I made that cookie dough on Sunday night. You know, and you start going down this completely irrational train of thought. The difference is now, because I've been working so hard over the past couple of years on behavioral change and on recognizing when my inner irrational Kelly shows up and tries to divert my attention to the wrong things, I go, wait a second, you're being stupid. This is stupid. You're you're having an emotional reaction. You don't like your photo. Put the photo up, learn the lesson, and move on and keep doing the work and get yourself into a killer cardio workout today and you're going to feel so happy. And that's exactly what I'm doing after I do this podcast, of course. So let's get and wrap it up. Let's get to what I said at the beginning of the show, which is this whole concept of sub underneath underneath motivation using negative incentives or negative reinforcement, if you want to call it that, and positive incentives or positive reinforcement. Um, For me, it is both of these things that work, and I will explain and give examples of both. So to me, when I say positive incentive, a positive incentive for any of you would be something like, you know, when you think about losing weight, like say you get up today and you you know, you're tired, you don't really feel like getting up at 5am. And that's when you have to get up to work out before you go to work. And you get up and you're not feeling it. These are the moments when some of these tricks can can work. Sometimes it can also just be, I'll share later, you know, there's things that you can do to set your mind for the day. And, and, and it'll keep you on the right in the right mindset for the whole day. But sometimes you also have to like when you're in the moment, Go okay. Let me think of what's my positive. What 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 are my motivating factors? What really makes me get out of the no? I just want to stay in bed mindset and get into the I'm going to put my workout clothes on and I'm going to go crush this workout. What is it that's you know? What do I need to focus my brain on that's going to get me moving? Sometimes for me too, it's just music. Positive incentive is I'm lying in bed and I don't want to get out of bed and I make my mind start thinking about positive, what I'm going for, what, what's, what is the thing that I'm working towards the positive outcome. Okay. So a positive incentive for me can be thinking about how amazing it's going to feel when I can just put on that bright orange bikini. That's my favorite orange bikini and be on vacation with Steve and not feel like I have to cover up or suck in when I'm at the beach. Like that to me, think about it. Think about what that's going to feel like. Think about being at the resort we're going to go to in Miami and sitting at the beach bar and not feeling like I have to put my big cover up on. I could just wear my bikini and maybe the cover up on the bottom, just go sit up at the bar. Like how amazing will that feel? And then a negative incentive, just on the flip of that very specific example, the negative incentive, I might want to just use my brain. Like if that didn't push me enough or pull me out of bed enough, that, that positive Hey, go for this. This is what you want. Here's the juicy apple that you want. That's the positive incentive. The negative incentive is me reminding myself like, Kelly, think about how you would feel right now if you had if you were supposed to go on a business trip and you knew that you had to be at a pool party this Friday. How would you feel putting on that orange bikini right now? How does it make, you know, negative and, and to a lot of people, when I share these examples, they're like, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't, you know, make yourself feel bad about something. Here's the deal. I tell it like it is. A psychologist might disagree with me. 
Somebody else might disagree with me, but here's the deal. Quite often when I think about things like that and I remind myself of how awful I feel when I'm not at my goal, what it feels like to put that orange bikini on, or what does it feel like when I put on my size, the smaller size of this, you know, amazing Victoria's Secret thong underwear and it's tight. The elastic is tight around my hips. How does that make me feel? Hey everybody, if you're tuning into this podcast and you are either A, thinking about having a podcast of your own someday, or you've already started your own podcast and you're doing your own production work, I have to recommend my podcast producer. He's got a few spots open and I told him, please let me help you get some of these business spots filled. He is exceptional at what he does. He is timely. He's professional. He is outstanding at covering up all of my screw-ups. I've been working with him for the better part of a year and a half. Can't recommend him strongly enough. And so because he's got a few spots open, I thought I would put an ad on here and let you guys know. If you are looking for an outstanding podcast producer, I've got you covered. Go to kellyalexa.com, fill out the contact me form. I'll connect you directly. These are really super specific examples that I'm sharing with you, but let me tell you. When I've gone to get dressed and my jeans are too tight and and I button them and there's muffin top. When I go to put on my Victoria's Secret thong underwear and the elastic is tight on my hips because I have extra fat. When I put my bra, my sports bra on and there is that that bat wing fat above, ladies, you know what I'm talking about. When there's when and you can't hide it. It's impossible almost to hide that unless you're wearing a sweatshirt over it. You just can't hide it. Those things feel so viscerally uncomfortable, and that's a, a, a nice way of saying it. It's it's one of the most potent reminders of why I'm going to, in this example, get my ass out of bed at 5 a.m. and go do the work. Because I'd rather do, I'd rather temporarily be uncomfortable and be getting up at 5 a.m. to do the work I need to do than to be permanently in a situation where I never want to go to the beach because I don't feel comfortable in my bikini and I keep putting off certain vacations because I'm not comfortable in this or that. And I hear this from you ladies all the time. So those are two very um, specific and and I gave you the, the both the negative side and the positive side of a very specific example, okay? There are billions of other examples I could give to you. But for each one of us, and, and I do think it will vary at different times, quite often, sometimes it's the motivation of what you want to become and what you'll feel like when you reach your goal. And also, let me do a sidebar here. Okay, by no means am I sh- am I recording this podcast saying or suggesting or implying that we can only be happy and fulfilled when we are at our perfect weight. I am not saying that life is completely solved and everything is happiness and butterflies when we reach our goal weight. I am not saying that losing weight and being slimmer is the answer to everything. Okay, that's not my point at all. We all know that's not true. Um, You know, many of us, myself included, and even I've had two trainers tell me this. They're like, Kelly, you could be on the scale, your goal weight tomorrow, and you still wouldn't be satisfied. That's true of of many of us, and I'm not necessarily proud of that. Um, So I want to be clear 
that that is not by any means what I'm saying. However, so many people, myself included, have been on a weight loss journey longer than we need to because we haven't. And I will reference the interview I did with Bonnie Feaster and I will link to it in the show notes. But I remember that she had just a really good way of saying this on that episode. She was essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, saying, you know, so many people have, have will say, oh, I've been dieting forever. And the truth is they probably have. But the hard truth is they've been so half-assing it without realizing it because they're not paying attention to the hard stuff. They're not weighing themselves. And so they don't, they think they probably think they're closer than they are to their weight loss goal. You know, when you're not weighing yourself, when you're not measuring yourself, when you're not trying on those jeans that are really representative of you at your best size, when you're not trying those on and seeing how damn tight they are on you, when you don't check yourself out in the mirror and see what you look like naked and see like, wow, I really have a lot of extra fat around my core, or I really have a lot of extra fat around my hips and my thighs or, you know, wherever it is. If you're not confronting that, it's very easy to get kind of comfortable. It's very easy to not track your calories. It's very easy to um, get to a point where so many of us do who are fitness fanatics. We're eating healthy foods. We're working out. We're doing the work but we're really just kind of staying in the same place. And that's where I was for years at this healthy maintenance spot where the average person who would see me or meet me or maybe see some of my photos on social media would think I was a healthy fit person. And they would not think ever. Most people for most of my life, even when I was at a much heavier spot than I'm at right now, would never look at me and go, oh my God, she needs to lose weight. You know, they might think, if anything, I was a little curvy, but nobody would ever say, you know, oh my gosh, Kelly Alexa needs to lose some weight. But they they didn't know that, you know, underneath my very fashionable clothes, I am, I'm carrying whatever, 20 pounds or 30 pounds or whatever it was at the time. And so Back to that interview I, I mentioned in this example with, with Bonnie, that interview with Bonnie Feaster, when she was saying, she's like, so many people have been dieting, eating right, doing, doing their workouts, showing up every week, but they're not, you know, they don't realize that they're operating at 60%. And, and really what quote unquote dieting should be, and, and Jordan Syatt talked about this too in my interview with him, I'll link that up as well. Um talked about the fact that, you know, we're not supposed to be in a caloric deficit dieting forever. You're supposed to have a goal, work towards it for a certain amount of time, and then move into maintenance. But too many of us, instead of going hardcore, and and hardcore is an expression, people, okay? Instead of going hardcore for 60 to 90 days and reaching the goal and then, you know, getting into maintenance mode or... You know, alternatively, for those people who have a lot more weight to lose, my understanding from the trainers that I've talked to is that it might be a good idea to, you know, diet and lose a certain amount of weight in 60 days, then not diet and just keep that weight off for 30 to 60 days, then go into another cutting or diet phase, right? So you shouldn't ever always be on a diet, but a lot of us fitness fanatics can get into that place where we 
we're, we're always watching our carbs. We're always only having a cheat day once a week. We're always, you know, eating salads and all the healthy foods. And none of this is bad people, but I mean, like really, there was a time period in my life where every single time I went to a restaurant, I would never have a piece of bread. I would never have quote unquote fatty sauces. I would never have anything fried. You know what I'm saying? You're always eating the quote unquote healthy choices. You're always going for the lower calorie choice. You would never say on a Thursday, I'm going to go meet a friend out, you know, pre-corona days. I'm going to go meet a friend out. We're just going to sit out back, you know, on a Thursday afternoon and I'm going to have a beer and some fries because it's not my cheat day. Like you live like that, but because you're not going at it hard enough, you're not making enough of a dent. And so you're always dieting, always working out, but forever, you know, 20% of the way from your goal. Whereas if you just sucked it up and worked harder for a shorter amount of time, you'd get to your goal and then you can move into more of a maintenance, right? So that's why it's important to tie this back to this positive motivation, positive incentive, positive reinforcement, and or negative incentive, negative reinforcement, negative motivation. It's important, in my opinion, to use both of those. If you if you only think about, this is my opinion in closing, if you only use positive motivation, what, what you aspire to be, what you want to become. I did this for years. I would put pictures up on my refrigerator in my first apartment you know, pictures from fitness magazines that represented physiques that I wanted. And I would put them up on my refrigerator as motivation. And what happened to me there is I looked and and it would inspire me. But sometimes because I was doing just what I shared with you a few minutes ago, constant dieting, constant eating healthy, but really not having the pedal to the metal, right? Like maybe going at it 75 to 80% instead of 100%. On my diet, on my exercise, I wasn't weighing myself. I wasn't measuring myself. I just got up every day, did some work, and hoped for the best. That's a good way of saying it. It's it, you know, there's a difference between getting up every day, doing some stuff, and kind of hoping for the best. Huge difference between that person who's not tracking anything and just you know, well, I'm going to have the salad for lunch. I'm going to have you know fish and vegetables for dinner. Um, I'm going to work out every day and just go about my life and hope that this all falls into place. That's that's the that's a really casual person, right? Think about the difference between that person and the person who gets up every day. Now, this might turn some of you off. I get it, and it doesn't mean that everybody has to do it. Some people might rather just say, you know what, Kelly. I don't want to count my calories every day. I don't want to write my calories down in a freaking book every day. I don't want to weigh myself every day and put it in an Excel spreadsheet. I don't want to put all my food into my fitness pal. I don't want to do all of that stuff. And if that means I have to live the rest of my life for 10 and be 10 pounds heavier, I'm cool with that. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. These are all about personal choices. But if you are that person who, like me, it is very important to you personally and for the right reasons to get to your goal, then think about the difference between the person who half-asses it and hopes for the best and the person that is now, like me, adjusting things and going, here's the deal. I do want to go hardcore for 60 days. I do want to make 60 days count. I'm going to write down everything I eat so I'm not winging it every single day. 
I'm going to keep myself accountable. I'm going to weigh myself. I'm going to measure myself and I'm going to track my progress every day. There's a huge difference in those two people and in the results that they're going to get. Because the first person I mentioned, I guarantee you can get 75 days into their quote unquote diet and go, what the hell? I've only lost two pounds. How did that happen? Well, how do you know how it happened? You don't even know what you've been eating or what you've been consuming. You've just been winging it and hoping for the best. So in order to mot- in order to not do that, you've, you've got to get more focused and you've got to start tracking. And that's when tools like positive and negative um, reinforcement or motivation can really help you. And I'm telling you, it absolutely works. So as I close up, let me just go back to what I said before. In my early days, back in my first apartment, I used to put up positive, motivating images of women who were really fit. And I would put these pictures up on my refrigerator. And that was supposed to be, this is what I'm aiming for. This is my positive reinforcement. This is my end goal. And I saw that every single day. Every time I go, the reason I put them on my refrigerator was because I thought, well, if I go open the refrigerator and want to have another skinny cow, (laughs) that's what I was living on at the time. um, I'm going to look at this picture and not do it. But the truth is what I've found for me. And again, we are each going to be different is that what is a more compelling motivator for me personally, might not be for you, is for me to think about how upsetting it is um, to put on whatever, whatever item of clothing is closest to my heart. You know, like how did I feel when I put those black Ann Taylor pants on that were really loose on me last summer and that felt so great to go, oh my gosh, these are so loose. And I feel so great that I've worked so hard that I have to buy a size smaller and to put those pants on, you know, during a time period where I was working with a dietitian who made me gain a lot of weight. um, I remember putting those shorts on and they were skin tight and I had muffin top and I was so angry and so embarrassed and so humiliated. It was the worst feeling ever. I'm literally like pounding the desk as I'm saying this to you guys. That's negative motivation. That you know, when there are, there's things I'm not even going to share here because they're more personal to me. And, and I mean, personal, but I've shared some pretty explicit, um, and vulnerable things with you. Like what it felt like when I was putting these Victoria's secret thong underwear on, and I'm trying to look all sexy, right. For my man. And I put them on and I'm standing in the bathroom. I'm like, Oh my God, these are so tight. And I'm standing there in the bathroom, pulling them out. And ladies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You pull out the elastic to make them looser. I hated that feeling. That was the worst feeling ever. When I think about those moments, that motivates me to keep going. Just as much as me thinking about, and here's my positive motivation. I have something, I have this great pair of white cropped, um, I'm trying to think of the brand, uh, Michael Kors jeans. And I have this, um, white lace, like bustier thing from salt and lace intimates that I'm going to wear with those white jeans and these great white shoes and like a silky, almost like translucent blouse that goes over it. Cause you couldn't wear a camisole and not wear anything over it. Right. I have this whole outfit envisioned for what I want to wear when I've hit the next threshold of my weight loss, that's positive motivation. I hang that in my closet. I see it every time I walk into my closet. I'm like, okay, I want to wear those jeans. Do I want to have Oreos or do I want to wear those jeans? Because here's the deal. I love Oreos. I, I would love while I'm eating Oreos. That moment's awesome. 
But you know what's not awesome is how much more permanent the feeling is of not being able to go and wear my white jeans or my favorite bright orange cropped jeans from Ann Taylor that I bought a couple of years ago. And I love them. They look, and I have some bright pink ones too. That's your positive motivation and your negative motivation. And these, I've given you plenty of examples, but I will tell you, you have to motivate yourself and you've got to find out ways to keep getting your brain, just like I used in the beginning of the show, Think of that kid, the kid who's distracted, who's looking at all these things. And you're like, Johnny, get your, get your, get your face in the game, get your mind in the game, focus on the spike. Stop looking around. Stop thinking about the ice cream truck. Stop thinking about the girl over there that you have a crush on. Look at the bike. That's what you have to do with yourself. Like, okay, let's think about the big picture. What do I want the most? What do I not want the most? And am I willing to do the work today? To, to get away from what I don't want and get towards what I do want. That's how motivation works. And the only person that makes it happen is you. And the more you can focus yourself on few of those items, negative and positive, that will move you to do the right thing, you will win. That and tracking, I think you've got it, you've got it going on. Like those, are, those have been the game changers in my life. So I really, really encourage you. And I will say this. This is absolutely me saying I'm closing this this podcast up because I think I've said in closing like five times already, but typical me, I just, I've got to finish the point. One of the things that I've done recently to keep myself in the game and focused on the right thing, some of these negative and positive reinforcements, I just got out a little notebook And it's in my workout room. So we have a a third bedroom that we have. It's it's not furnished yet. Um, It's going to be a guest bedroom, but it's where all of our workout stuff is. And for me, that's where I do a lot of my um, homework home workouts um, because we're not yet comfortable going back to the gym. So in there, right by the TV, where I play a lot of my workout DVDs, I have this notebook. And in my notebook, every day, I just write certain things that are really negatively motivating for me and positively. And it might be that I get to a certain point where I don't have to write anything else because when I open that up, it's, it's just, it's just me writing down like stream of consciousness. Like I'll just write down, um, you know, buying new lingerie or, you know, I, I might even just put on one line, Victoria's secret thong underwear, because then I'll remember, I'll remember that. I'll remember that moment whenever it was a couple of months ago, um, orange bikini, um, strapless dress, sports bra. I just might put certain things. And some of these are focused obviously on clothes. Um, it could be, you know, anything else. It could be an activity, the ability to run a marathon, um, you know, feeling good in, in workout clothes, whatever it is for you, but, but just write it in a notebook or maybe put it on a sticky note on your computer or your refrigerator, somewhere you're going to see it and go, that's what I'm working towards. Because if you keep your mind focused every day on the right things, you will do the activity. You will stick to your diet. You will stick and stay the path. You'll stick to the course. It works. I'm telling you. So motivation by no means is easy. Um, It's work. But I just want to, as I'm wrapping this episode up, I want to say again, please know that everyone you see that inspires you, everyone that you look at on Instagram that seems to have their game going and seems to be really fit and live in that fit life, they are doing the same things. 
they've just gotten into a habit where it's more reflexive for them. It's, it is, it's more of a reflex for some of us. I'm, I'm in a phase where it's, I, I definitely still get down and I doubt myself. I am faster to get out of it. And the more you practice these techniques, the more it will work for you. I promise. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. Um, I promise I will be talking a lot more about motivation. It has been um, certainly, it's not only like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, in the top three questions that I get on a regular basis. But now that I've started to put content out about this, it's what gets the most reaction because people, this is where they feel the most lost, frankly, is, you know, getting started and, and, you know, how do I get myself to keep wanting to go to the gym when I don't feel good about my body? How do I get myself to keep going when I'm, you know, I lost two pounds the first week and I haven't lost anything in four weeks. I don't want to keep doing this because it's not working. How do I keep going? How do I motivate myself? I hope this was really helpful for you. If you have any questions on this, or if you listen to this and you're like, okay, I, I get this, but I want you to talk more about this. Um, I certainly want you to head on over uh, because I'll be talking about things on an ongoing basis and in a much more detailed interactive manner on my Patreon channel. So I will link up to that as well, but you can also head on over to kellyalexa.com and just fill out my contact me form. Um, and I will get back to you typically within two business days at the latest. So hopefully, again, this episode helped you. If it did, please share it with your friends on social media. If you haven't had a chance yet to leave a review of this show, I would so appreciate it, whether it's on Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, if you would give us a review, that would really help the show get seen and heard by more people uh, who can benefit from this information. I really, really appreciate it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show.